down in twos. <laughs> nah, we do. Baby, read. I am so happy that this man is gone. He does not belong in this league. He doesn't belong, belong around people in this league. And so for me today, this is, a, this is a joyous occasion. I'm about to put a bid on the Suns. I'm probably gonna fall a few dollars short. Hey everyone. Welcome to another edition of the Ball Street Journal podcast. On today's episode, we are gonna be talking about the New Orleans Pelicans. The Pelicans finished with a record of 36 and 46 last year. They were the number nine seed. They were in the play-in tournament. They beat the San Antonio Spurs in the first play-in game. And then they faced the loser of the Timberwolves in the Clippers game for the seven versus eight seed, which is the Clippers. They then went into Los Angeles on the road and beat the Clippers and ultimately secured the number eight seed. In the playoffs, they gave the Suns all they could handle, and ultimately they did lose four games to two to the Phoenix Suns, but that series was much more competitive and closer than what anyone would have expected. And so the Pelicans then entered the offseason with a strong finish and some level of expectations going into the following year, and also momentum. Let's take a look at what they did in the offseason then. They lost, the free agents that they lost were Gary Clark, Jared Harper and Tony Snell and in the draft they got Dyson Daniels who was drafted with the number 8 pick he was also someone who played in the G League Ignite team last year and really their only other big offseason move was to re-sign Zion Williamson to a 5 year max extension Uh, there are reported that there's some clauses in there that it's not uh, guaranteed max he does have to meet some level of fitness goals games played I think it's going to be a contract that's structured similar to how Joel Embiid's max extension was structured off his rookie contract which I think is reasonable I mean for Zion he gets his max uh, but you know as long as he does continue to play and for the Pelicans they give themselves maybe some level of protection against the injury history although we don't know exactly how much and so for the Pelicans, right, they kind of made their initial offseason move at the trade deadline last year where they added C.J. McCollum. At the time, it was a move that was panned. Uh, it was, again, why are you adding an older player to a team that is developing on the younger side with Brandon Ingram, Zion Williamson, Jackson Hayes, and then does C.J. McCollum fit that timeline? But what we saw is... CJ McCollum brought them exactly what they were missing. He was able to play the lead guard position. Um, He brought that veteran experience. He has playoff experience. He's been in big games. He is a big game player. And in fourth quarters, he gave them that calming presence and also a guy that they could just give the ball to at times. It doesn't have to be all on Brandon Ingram. And so I thought that was a home run move by the Pelicans. It, It may not have seemed like it at the time when the trade happened, But it turned out to be a home run move because he really was finished strong for them and was a huge reason why they finished as that number sign nine seed and ultimately secured a playoff spot. Uh, He fit in great with Brandon Ingram, Jonas Valanciunas, Jackson Hayes. And I thought the Pelicans really did a great job. Uh, David Griffin, you know, he was getting panned for a lot of moves he had made. He lost Lonzo Ball in the previous offseason. They targeted Kyle Lowry, did not get him. And I thought that C.J. McCollum trade, yeah, they did have to give up Josh Hart um, and a first-round pick, but I think the C.J. McCollum trade was a great trade. 
And really, I thought the other great move that the Pelicans made the previous year that really paid off was the hiring of Willie Green. Um, the Stan Van Gundy move, he was just not a fit culturally for that team. Um, you know, Stan, uh, SVG's, maybe his uh, ways of running a team, his practice mob ways and such, they worked in the past. It didn't really fit in with this team of and its young players and today's uh, younger stars. And they did not really respond to him. And I think that was good by David Griffin to recognize that and just not continue to stick with uh, Stan Van Gundy just because he had given him a longer-term contract and to stick with a coach just because it was only one year in. They did let go of David Griffin. I mean, sorry, they let go of Stan Van Gundy. They hired Willie Green. He is a younger coach his first time, and they really, really didn't know how he was going to be as a coach. But I thought he did a great job. Uh, he did a, He's a great motivator. He did some uh, creative things with X's and O's. And really, I think what he did was able to do was set a culture for this team and bring unity about that the whole team. And I think that was huge for the Pelicans. And really, you could see it in that playoff series uh, against the, the Phoenix Suns, who were the number one seed. I mean, for the Pelicans, no one gave them a shot. And for them to, that series was tied 2-2. And people thought, you know, Devin Booker was hurt. This, there were whispers, hey, do the Pelicans maybe have a shot of winning this series? Uh, you know, Jose Alvarado was a pest to Chris Paul. And ultimately, yeah, the Suns veteran experience, they, that won out for them. But they did a great job. And really, for the Pelicans moving forward, if you think about their offseason, yeah, their only addition was Dyson Daniels, but really their only major addition is Zion Williamson and what they hope could be a healthy Zion Williamson. There's been um, stories on Instagram of Zion's workouts and the fact that he's committing to a, a better diet, a better workout schedule. I mean, if you're adding Zion Williamson and what could be a motivated Zion Williamson, a healthy and fit Zion Williamson... I mean, this team has amazing potential. They have CJ McCollum, they have Brandon Ingram, and you add Zion to uh, a front court with Jonas Valanciunas, and then Jackson Hayes coming off the bench. Uh, Dyson Daniels could potentially start. This team definitely has high top-end talent. And really, it's going to be how committed is Zion? There was rumors, again, is Zion going to even sign an extension with New Orleans? But really, that max money that you, when you present $193 million to a player, guaranteed, in Zion's case, not all guaranteed, but for the potential to be, it's really hard to turn that down. And we've seen that with players now. It's not about uh, refusing the extension, or it's about getting your money now, asking out later. And we know there's going to be a cap spike coming up at some point. And so players are just saying, let me get my money now and then I can enter free agency a little bit later um, when the cap spike happens and, you know, get us uh, another shot at the uh, or another bite at the apple. So for the Pelicans, it's all about really Zion. And he showed a commitment to New Orleans with this extension. And if he is as committed to his workouts, his diet, you know, it's easy to do it in the offseason. But how hard is it going to be once the season starts? That's really the question for the Pelicans. And then the other thing is, what is uh, Brandon Ingram's ceiling? I mean, has he reached the ceiling? Is there more to more to it? As a scorer, 
we know Brandon Ingram can make threes. He can get to the rim. He can make the mid-range. I mean, there's not a part of the court that he can't score from. And he can do it efficiently as well. And I think that really the area of growth that I want to see from Ingram is as a passer. Uh, I think bringing in CJ McCollum definitely helped in that way because they lost Lonzo Ball. They didn't really have a great playmaker. And I think that's where CJ came in and did a great job. But I want to see Brandon also make that level of uh, improvement as a passer because we know he can score. And so I want to see him grow, especially now if he's going to have to play with Zion. It, it was different last year where, you know, he didn't have to compete with Zion for touches um, in the low post or just as a point forward. When you have to play with Zion, he can't just always he, he dominate touches as well in those areas that he likes. He's going to have to compete with Zion. And so that's where I want to see him improve as a passer where he can play along with Zion. And when Zion's a ball handler, I want to see Ingram maybe have a better off-ball movement. I want to see him cut more. And I think that could really elevate the Pelicans as a whole. And then the other question is, what is Brandon Ingram's ceiling as a defender? I mean, if you look at him, he has the tools. He has these insanely long arms. He's about close to 6'8", 6'9". And yeah, he, he's not the... We know Ingram's weight. It's the opposite of what Zion, you know. He's just where players are just going to bully him. But if he can at least handle his own a little bit, and then with that, with the tools that he has with his wing size, that is going to be really good. Um, and so the Pelicans, again, CJ, Zion, Valanciunas, and then you're looking at Brandon Ingram. Maybe Dyson Daniels fits into that last starting role, along with Willie Green, who's shown that he's a competent coach. And I think the Pelicans... They do have potential. The West is really competitive. I don't know if they're going to be more than a play-in team. Maybe they're not the number 90 this year. They could sneak into a number 7 or 8 seed where they would get a home game and they don't have to play, play two games to get into the playoffs. But it's going to be really hard in the West. But again, we also haven't seen a healthy Zion for an extended period of time. And we don't really know what this team's ceiling is. And that's what's going to really make this interesting. And that's it for this pod. Till next time. Bye, guys. I want to thank our producer, Sandeep. Without him, this podcast would not be possible. If you want to get the latest news on the podcast and to support us, please follow us on Instagram and Twitter at BSJPod and check out our website at www.bsjpod.com. Thanks for tuning in.